Hello, everyone, and welcome to Reality TV Rehap-Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and today we are going to talk about the master singer. <laughs> I am hosting this week, but Puya Zambakili is here with me. Puya, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, uh, first remarks, where are our nicknames? Where's our identity nicknames that I was promised? I don't remember the order in which you do these things. And also, I forgot that I had offered to host, I think. Yeah, I, I gave sure. you the reminder very last minute just to throw you off. So that was fun. Right. So we're going to just fly by the seat of our pants here. But I think that that's normally what we do anyway. So really, this isn't that different. But we are here to talk about the second part of the final eight. I guess it had a name. I would have written it down if I had known I was hosting, but I didn't. So here we are. Puya, what did you think overall of this episode? Um, so I, I, I haven't looked up the episode name, but I'm pretty sure it was something along the lines of the mother of all mask offs part two or something, which sure. kind of goes without saying rolls off the tongue easy. Uh, this was an interesting episode. I mean, compared to last week's episode, at least it was an episode. So I was happy about that. I have some thoughts about some stuff that went down, some positive, some negative. And, uh, overall, I'm kind of intrigued by the direction we have going into the Battle of the Sixes, and I'm excited to break all of that down with you today. Okay, so I actually have an update about the remaining episodes of the season. So remember how I complained a lot about the fact that there was going to be a recap episode before the finale? There was this, like, road to the finale episode. Uh, Wait, you complained? I know. On this podcast? I don't know about that. <laughs> I know. It so rarely happens that it's, you know, like it's unbelievable, uh, in fact. But I did. And guess what? In response to what I'm choosing to believe are only my complaints and certainly not the entire fandoms, they have removed that episode because people were so pissed about the sing-along episode from last week that now the finale has been moved up. So we're no longer getting that road to the finale clip show. We're going to go straight <laughs> into the finals, which thank you for listening. To be honest, I'm like really impressed and I'm super duper happy with the Mass Singer right now. No, same. I think this was the right move because, you know, the whole reason to delay the finale is to, you know, give service to the fans at home. Right. Like I assume that and obviously like an extra week of money is not too shabby. But the fact that it failed the way it did, where not only were we the ones that weren't really too hot on it, the general populace was also not in on it. They listened to the feedback and they turned it right round. And I, I can only commend them for that because I know that there's a lot of shows out there that do not do that. So kudos. And now we have a whole new hour of Mass Singer thrust upon us for the remainder of the season. Did they Instead. turn it right round, right, right round when you go down, when you go down, down? <laughs> Just like a spinning head. <laughs> I'm just all about Flow Rida. Obviously. So it's cool. But like, okay. it's not even his song. It not it is his song? No, no. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's an older song that he's taken and done a thing oh. to. Well, yeah. OK, but that I mean, yeah, like every other song I feel like in history. Oh, my God. Which, by the way. OK, not to jump too far ahead. But so our current thought is that Jesse McCartney is the turtle. So I've been listening to Jesse McCartney music. 
a lot. And one of his songs, Body Language from 2008, is essentially Jason Derulo's Talk Dirty to me. It's like about, oh, I don't speak the language. Like, I don't speak French. I don't speak Japanese. But your body's like, I speak your body language. Oh. What a ripoff, Jason Derulo. And I no, love you, too. They're, they're both <laughs> ripping off of that one T-shirt that went viral in, like, the 90s that was FBI, female body inspector. Like, really, if we want to go through the origins. <laughs> I think, so No, I, don't, I do not think that you can trace back the origin stories of body language and talk dirty to me to the female booty or body inspector. Or yeah, the very offensive T-shirt of the 90s, for sure. I mean, I should get one of those and wear it ironically. Should you, <laughs> should you really? No, no, no. I, also, I, I like that, you know, throughout the, the tenure of this podcast, you have opened the door to, you know, people for people to be able to see the taste in music that you have. And I got to say, it's starting to look very uh, one note. Um, you got your Jesse McCartney. You got your slow hands. Rob Thomas, uh, what was the other guy? The um, I don't remember his name, but okay, but it's that's because it's based on the people who are on the show. Tell me the next time Gogo Bordello is on the Mass Singer as who? like some sort of it, they're the punk band. Like the, I've seen them live several times. They're one of my favorite bands. So like, don't come at me because music isn't being represented in such a way on the show. Plus I tried to listen to T-Pain because he was on the show, but it was really hard. And I'm not going to lie. The song by uh, Wayne Brady is really growing on me. Okay. The one that he released and that was like, okay, but flirting with forever. Yes. Flirting with forever. Yeah. Yeah. It is a bop. Yeah. Well, listen, you hipster, you. Okay. You know what? We're getting into the weeds. Let's jump into this episode. So we had as our guest judge here, Sharon Osborne. What did you think about her overall? Uh, she was fun. She was a fun addition. I know that she was someone who was in the running to become a permanent panelist in season one, but couldn't commit due to prior commitments with X Factor, I believe. So Knowing that, she was great. She was a lot of fun. I thought her her with Ken was great. Like, honestly, I, I, Ken was not annoying to me this week. I actually felt pretty okay with the judges, um, except for Jenny, but that's for like, meh. But then everyone else was fine. I, I thought she was great. Good chemistry. Got along with everyone. Had good jokes. Had good banter. So overall, overall happy with it. Yeah, I think this is what you're referring to. Addison asks, since it's been stated by Sharon herself that she was supposed to be a permanent judge from the beginning, but couldn't because of the X factor. Did this make you wish uh, we'd had her on the panel the entire time? And I would answer that with a resounding yes. I thought she was a lot of fun. She was also on the panel as a guest judge uh, in the UK version of the show. Mm. And I thought that she was a ton of fun with the ladybug herself. So I really enjoyed her and I really enjoyed her here. And I think she also perfectly encapsulates what we've been talking about before, where it's like, if you recognize the voice, you just know who it is, but it's so hard to get people actually truly from the clues. You know what I mean? Right. And this was like, she she knew it was Brett Michaels. Like, I mean, she's known him for 35 years. It's Brett Michaels. You just know who it is. And the people that we've gotten on the show, there are very few that we've gotten because we've actually been able to really piece together the clues. Like, I feel like a lot of them are like, oh, I know that. Like, you knew Little Wayne 
That's yeah, right. like I knew Hunter Hayes and I feel like the, those are the people that you're more likely to get. It's just so hard with all these clues. And we'll talk about some of the specifics here, because even that we know it's Brett Michaels, I guess his were a little bit easier to put together. But mm-hmm. like the frog, I mean, you'll have to explain all the frogs to me because I don't get any of them. So <laughs> anyway. um, So, OK, so my I have two questions. I'll ask you the first one. And that is, so who would you want Sharon Osbourne to replace? And there's only one correct answer. Jenny. Okay. Easy. Yep. Yeah. You got yeah. it. That's okay. right. Exactly. I think she just fit, she would fit with that panel a lot better and it would be a lot more fun for me personally. Now, the second question is right after this, there's some banner going on with the judges and Nick Cannon and Ken Jong yells to Nick Cannon that he needs socks. And he was shown not wearing socks with his bedazzled shoes, which is nasty. But I wanted to know, Liana, what is your stance on socks? Well, first of all, he could be wearing socks, like the little tiny ones. No, no, he wasn't wearing socks. Uh, Do you know that for sure? Yes. Do you have an x-ray of his shoe? No, but I've already decided that he wasn't. And I'm I've already I'm mad at him. So I'm going to keep that stance. Okay, sure. Yeah, no, that's gross. Wear socks. I mean, unless you're wearing sandals. But then I guess what's the difference? Because then the bottom of the shoe still gets gross, right? Because your foot's still going to like sweat into it. I guess the point is, is that it can't evaporate. Like once you take the shoes off, it can't evaporate. So because, because if it's a moist environment... If, if you speak moistly no don't take this to canada if it's a moist environment like that's where your bacteria is going to grow and that's why it's going to smell oh right okay well that and these are expe- like you know they talk about like shoes are expensive these are like really expensive shoes but like so- how do we know they're really expensive like if you're saying oh he's not wearing socks maybe they're knockoffs or maybe he is wearing socks and they're real so that's the <laughs> that's the thread we're hanging on is if he's wearing socks they're real if he's not they're fake yes i don't know i feel like the baller move quote unquote is to really be like i don't care about my money like, look, this is how rich I am. I don't care about these shoes. I'm not even wearing socks with them. He's going to donate them to COVID research. <laughs> He's like, there's probably something weird growing in here. You guys can research that. Maybe it's the cure to COVID. <laughs> I think now's the time to segue into the next uh, next part. Don't you wish you were hosting? I'm going to stick on the smelly shoe theory. <laughs> I mean, not to be the frog, but I do think I am leaps ahead of you when it comes to these segues. However... I don't I think you can always claw your way back and take it over. So I don't appreciate this. <laughs> what I do. I We're a team. To, you want to host? Now I know how you feel when I'm trying to do it. I get it. It's rude. Okay, fine. You've proven <laughs> your point, child. All right. Taylor asks a question. Was my TV's color off or was Jenny orange? Was Jenny orange? I think your TV was off, Taylor. <laughs> no, Sorry. Jenny was orange. Oh, she was? Yeah. Like, Notice her being particularly orange. It was like, it was like the TV. Oh, no, she's se- orange. Yep, yeah. No, yeah. It's like the TV settings impacted one person. Well, and so. it doesn't help her dress uh, is blue, uh, mm. which is the primary opposite color of uh, their secondary. No. Orange is a secondary color to the primary of blue. So they make each other stand out. Yeah. Out anyway, here giving us Finding Nemo realness. What does that have to do with anything? What does Finding Nemo have to do with anything? Nemo's blue. Dory's. No, Dory's blue. Nemo's orange. Nemo's orange. She was orange. Exactly. Color theory, son. 
Uh, okay. Now. <laughs> what are we about to rap battle? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a segue. Okay, so uh, just no, hop okay. away. Lily, <laughs> Lily, my pad. No, well. All right, well, let's uh, amphibian over and talk about the frog. The frog and the kitty are paired up against each other in the matchup. Did you... Okay, let me ask a bigger question. What did you think overall about the matchups? We had frog versus kitty and banana versus rhino, because I know you and I have different opinions on this. Yes, my I am of the opinion that the frog and kitty should have never been a matchup, and the banana and rhino shouldn't have been a matchup. And I would further this by saying this wouldn't have been a problem if the banana and rhino were not in the same bracket. If the banana and rhino were separated and one was last, one was two weeks ago, one was this week, I would be okay with it. But to go with arguably two of the, let's say, top five of this competition against each other and then have two of the bottom three from the super nine against each other makes no sense to me. Like if there was seeding involved, you know, how like brackets have seeds. This makes no sense. This is like, okay. So on one side, we have the first seed and the third seed going against each other. And then the other side, we have the 15th and 16th seed. That makes no sense to me. So, okay. Except women always lose to men. So the kangaroo was a woman. So she would have automatically lost to the banana and the rhino because misogyny. So, thoughts? I mean, we did talk about extensively last week about how, you know, we've noticed a gender imbalance in the um, results of the show and the, you know, and the voting and the progression of um, different genders on the show. I would still optimistically lean towards the kangaroo would have made mincemeat out of either of these two. And that is genuinely how I feel because. The banana and the rhino are inferior performers. I think once, to be fair though, once we lost the white tiger, this is a solid final eight. But again, I go back to you are giving me the two remaining worst people in the same episode, but also against each other, meaning one of them is guaranteed to sneak into the final six. That doesn't seem right. I came around on this because to me, it's kind of about the exciting matchups. So let's say you take frog versus banana or frog versus rhino. You know, frog is going to win. You take kitty versus banana, kitty versus rhino, right? Whatever the opposite pairing is, you know, kitty's going to win, which means that the SmackDown is the only exciting matchup. And that's like a super short matchup. Whereas if you pair it, the frog and the kitty, I don't know who wins out of the two of them. Uh, Banana versus rhino. I don't know who wins out of the two of them. And so that way, the two major matchups are actually exciting. And then you just know that whomever loses out of rhino versus banana is definitely going to go home. So it makes the SmackDown be less exciting, but at least the two major matchups of the show are up in the air and aren't like dead giveaways. Right, but then I would have to go back to this problem could have been avoided if you didn't have the two dullards in the same episode. Completely understand. I completely understand. But like, let's take that and put that aside because that's not what happened. Ultimately, given the way that they did the final four, Mm -hmm. like the final four groupings, I'm happy with the way that they did the matchups here. Well, Okay, so even, okay, so let's say I accept, I agree with that as well. My other issue coming in, uh, low key, is shouldn't the weaker of the matchups been the one to start the show and then end on a bang with the big matchup? Because I think that would have made more sense. 
No, because I think whoever out of Banana and Rhino, you know, is going home. So as soon as they lose, then the episode is a little bit of a foregone conclusion. And then you care less out of the frog and the kitty, I think, who gets eliminated. Hey, that's that's a valid argument. I think that's my theory. Anyway, I'm like, I'm feeling good about the Massinger right now. They listen to us. They cut that stupid recap show and i actually kind of enjoyed the sing-along spectacular so that's it's still like in insane my good graces me. right now i know <laughs> okay frog v kitty so frog uh i'm gonna i mean i guess do you have any comments about their like music video date thing clue pack? i mean it wasn't even really a clue package it was more just like the recap thing but instead they got the like i'm gonna kill you with kindness kind of thing from the kitty i don't know they're trying to like ship these two I wrote so I wrote down what was going on as far as my takeaways go I liked hearing the frog admit that the frog tries to do the dancing and amp up the performance because his voice isn't the strongest one here and Mm -hmm. acknowledging that the kitty has one of the strongest voice and that's who he's going to face so he needs to like up his game I appreciated that part I like that Um, and in between all these weird the, the weird verbiage they're using to describe each other. There is interesting, you know, factoids that, Oh, I didn't even realize that the frog and kitty have been in the same grouping from the beginning. That's pretty interesting. Right. Um, and that's pretty much it though, because the rest of it is kind of like, mm, whatever, whatever. Uh, but this does remind me, am I crazy or did we have an entire intro at the start of the episode that went to the tune of the pink Panther? Yes. It was just them trying to sneak in or something or people sneaking bags. I don't know. The frog was like drunk, passed out on a couch. Yeah. And somebody stole his bag. So that was weird. I it made me want to watch the Pink Panther. Oh, good. OK, well. uh, <laughs> Support my decision. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Why did you like, get so stumbling? Uh, because, I don't know how to compute. Uh, because I don't want to watch the Pink Panther. You don't have to. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, good. I support to. your decision and I hope you that you enjoy it. I will. Okay, great. Well, let's talk about the frog's performance. Warts and all, the frog performs Firewall by Pitball. 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 Fireball. Firewall is an anti Fireball. Fireball by Pitbull, which this is going to sound terrible, but made me appreciate Pitbull because (laughs) I thought that the vocals were really bad this go around. So, yeah, I um. So watching this last night after Survivor, I was like, oh, this is trash. And this is the worst performance that the frog has ever had on the show. And I felt that strongly. I think the the vocals were horrendous. This was a, you know, and that's the thing with Pitbull is his music is not vocally appealing. His music comes on and it's one of those things where it's like you're in a club and it comes on and you're like, oh my, I know this tune. I know this beat. So like, I'm going to dance to it, but no one's ever going to remember the lyrics to this. I think outside of fireball, I don't know any of the lyrics to it. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah, go ahead. What no, say? Well, no, I'm trying to think. Like, do I know any Pitbull lyrics at all? Uh, the meet me in the hotel room, right? So we got that. Um, and then we've got 
Kayocho. Uh, that's I think that's the another. Oh yeah, the I know you want me song. That's that one. Mm. And then I used to in, okay. So I enjoyed Pitbull's beats. Like his the instrumentals to his songs were good. But then you need the filler, and he is very much a filler. Um, don't watch his music videos because Pitbull be creepy. Anyways, um, where was I going with this? The only right, so- reason I know this song is because this is when Fireball whiskey was like a big deal, and we would drink <laughs> the song and take shots of Fireball. 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 Okay, yeah, so- here's one of the lyrics. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off again, but here's one of the lyrics from Fireball. We gonna boogie, oogie, oogie, jiggle, oh. wiggle, and dance. Now you know. So I mean, this is the same man people. who got on a track with Jennifer Lopez and said, pump up, 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 pump it up, and back it up like a Tonka truck. Yeah. The lyrical genius. Okay, Pitbull. now, baby, give me a booty naked. Take off all your clothes. Is he also talking about body language by Jesse McCartney? <laughs> Maybe. Now, Big Bang Boogie, get that kitty little noogie in a nice, nice little shade. <laughs> Is this English? This looks you- like somebody took a bunch of word tiles and just sort of tossed them out and then. <laughs> Yeah, the these song. are most of these words are word like when you're playing Scrabble and you're trying to get away with like sneaking a word that's not a word. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm going to play Oogie if we ever play Scrabble. <laughs> also, there's two different spellings, O-O-G-I-E and O-G-G-I. I don't know if those are pronounced differently. Oogie I would Oogie. <laughs> OK, so just real quick. Um, so I watched it again today and I felt better about it today. It was definitely all performance. The Again, after Liana points out these lyrics, I genuinely think that this was a horrendous song to pick to do on The Masked Singer. I think his dancing saves him. I think the ambiance saves him. But this was easily the worst performance The Frog has had so yeah, far. Yeah, it was rough. And again, mm. because it's not what I look for. I mean, it's fun. Like, it's fun. But mm. if I, again, it's, to me, it's a mass singer. So I'm looking for the person who I think is the best singer. So to me, Kitty won this performance, but we'll talk about her later. So here it was just a little bit like, oh, I felt like he wasn't even doing the performance necessarily even all that well so it was a little bit of a like oh this is a knockoff knockoff of wayne brady as the fox so it was rough right. it was rough well, that being said i did get up and dance around because it was yeah. pitbull's fireball is fireball. firewall no that's that's an antivirus <laughs> thing <laughs> the judges uh, they get to see some extra clues so we have the um uh luggage suitcase being sent through the x-ray machine again and the clues that we have here are the tennis shoes the japanese Mm -hmm. flag the ice cube tray and a keyboard with i think the letters i and l missing but you can Mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong yes so i you asked earlier whether i could give you answers to these clues i think i can okay um i'm still continuing on the same path of i believe this to be bow wow and the clues line up again this week so the shoes with like the little like thunder on them the lightning bolt the lightning bolt and like mike the whole premise of the movie is he ends up getting these shoes that used to belong to michael jordan and when he wore them he got all of michael jordan's skills that was the premise of the movie so like Mike shoes. There we go. <laughs> Sounds like a great movie, right? You were watching it this weekend. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's, let's screw the Pink Panther. I think we got a different movie to watch. 
No, the Pink Panther, like, I was talking about the animated series, not the movies with Steve Martin. Yeah, Although, yeah. No, no, no. I enjoyed I, I the first one, oh, okay. even though it was very bad. No, I enjoyed it as a young and as a kid. I don't know better. Um, and then the Japanese flag, little known fact, Bow Wow was credited, is credited, was on in the movie Tokyo Drift. So there you go. There's also the a Japanese band, flag. a Japanese band called Bow Wow. I don't know if that matters. That's actually really sick. Um, that could work as well. Look, that's good. Damn. Damn, okay. getting as cold as that ice cube tray. <laughs> and I mean, like, if if the <laughs> if the letters on the keyboard are I L, you can't use to spell Lil. You need the letter L and I. So boom. Oh, I thought it yes. was because maybe you spell something with all the letters that are there. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought everything except for I and L. You're trying you to like put the wow wow. Yeah, but then you. What are you going to do? Where's the X's and the Z's go? XOXO and then no. oh you can't spell xylophone I mean I'm um, gonna put ZZZZ because this theory is putting me to sleep Liana it's ZZ um, top no it's not and then <laughs> the ice tray I thought it was like a red herring which is what they caught on to when they guessed you know um, Ice Cube's son O'Shea Jackson Jr I don't think that's him and I initially thought it was an egg carton until that. I thought it was an egg carton and I couldn't figure out why it egg, would be eggs. Egg, egg, egg. <laughs> Speaking of eggs, so we found out today that... Oh God, uh, I'm happy you're going to bring this up. Yeah, the ma- so I was looking, I was trying to find the after show, the Mass Singer after show, and I stumbled onto a clip of uh, the Mass Singer Russia, and the Mass Singer Russia is low-key uh, taking a plagiarized a little bit on some of these costumes, because we watched a 28-minute compilation of Russian Egg doing songs on The Masked Singer Russia. And I think it made Liana's day. It was a very... The production level on this costume was definitely on the lower end of the spectrum. And (laughs) the egg was performing in the middle of a frying pan the entire time, which I personally appreciated. It looks exactly... Like the an a knockoff version of the U.S. costume. Like it's not like they did an egg, but they did a separate costume because we've seen on the different versions of the show. Oh, they're going to do a monster. They're going to do an astronaut. Right. They're going to do a robot. But they look completely different. This looks just like the Wish version of the egg. <laughs> yeah, the the store brand version of the egg. Yeah, it was terrifying. And it's sad. I miss the egg. I mean, the egg's legacy lives and dies with you. (laughs) The egg shall live on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's not stray too far from the thread here and talk about the kitty. You really need to do better on these segues. I will scratch you. (laughs) Is that that just sounded like a threat. That wasn't even anything. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll whisker away and keep talking. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So <laughs> apparently <laughs> the kitty cat is magic now. Nope. Nope. Moving on. And turns the frog into a stuffed animal. Yeah, I, why are we doing these interludes? Who are these for? Look, I thought it was interesting because I hated it. Okay, so the cat sings <laughs> okay. True Colors by Cyndi Lauper. What did you think of the cat's performance here? 
the cat's performance, the cat, the kitty's performance was <laughs> like she is a vocal powerhouse in a season where we're seeing that battle come to a head, right? Like this matchup was literally the embodiment of vocals versus razzle dazzle. And she brought it in the vocal department. It was strong. I enjoyed the umbrellas in the back. That was good. The song was done beautifully. Ultimately, it did leave me wanting a little bit more in the every other department outside of vocals, but the vocals were 10 out of 10. So I can't really complain about that at all. And I still do believe that the kitty is someone who has endgame potential without a shadow of a doubt. Also, I have no idea who the kitty is. I have no idea who the kitty is and I have no idea who the rhino is. And that's kind of exciting. The fact that I two that. of the final six, I have like no, not even a concept of who they could no. be. Uh, you know, based on some of the clues that we see this week, I was thinking somebody from Game of Thrones. And so I started looking through the Game of Thrones cast list and then I was like, I have no freaking clue. Like, how do yeah. I cross list <laughs> people that are re- like have some sort of relation to the Pope versus the Game of Thrones cast, because that's the Venn diagram that I need in my life to figure out who the kitty is. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. The kitty had me snowed from the first clue package and nothing's changed since then. Um, I thought the Emma Roberts guest was fun, but also I don't think it's Emma Roberts. I think she'd be a good get for the show, but I don't think it's her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. It's like, you know, the dragon, the Pope hat, but then also like the Robert Redford thing from the beginning of the season. So I don't know. I don't know any of it. None of it adds up to me. And Rhino's the, yeah, Rhino's the other one. Outside of you theorizing that it's some athlete, I don't even know where to begin to look. So those reveals are going to be fun more than anything. And um, I hope one of them isn't revealed to like closer to finale. I have a feeling... Like it's they're going to take their masks off. So we're going to be like, who? Because it's either one of two ways. Like either we so they take off their mask and oh, my God, it's a celebrity. We never would have thought of that person or it's mm. someone who's maybe a celebrity within their own arena. But we don't like we as lay people may not know who they are. Right. Yeah. No, and I was thinking about that. It's like, for example, like I watch. So out of like these other reality shows, like the like the voice type competition shows like American Idol, The Voice. Um, if anyone, I knew Chris Daughtry because I watched that one season of American Idol. If it was a, a singer from almost any other season, I would have struggled or I would have taken way longer to find out or I wouldn't have known them. So if it's someone from that arena, I wouldn't know. If it's someone like the Giorgio Siwa, the only reason I did know is because she eventually made it to YouTube and ended up featuring in one or two videos that I had seen from other YouTubers. Otherwise, I would, I would have never known anything about Dance Moms. So. It's one of those things where it's like I could see it being someone from a realm that we have no knowledge about. And that'll be like, oh, okay, I've heard of them. Or I hope it's not another like, oh, this person has no wiki page situation because I'm not about that. Well, because if Ninja, so Ninja from last season, Mm -hmm. I really vaguely knew who he was, but I had to wait until they popped the thing off (laughs) like the ice cream head (laughs) and they put his name on screen. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm not familiar with YouTubers. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I had him instantly. So I get what you mean. Right. So that's like an example where he's famous in your, like in a, in a realm that you are familiar with and probably yeah. more widely than that, because I just live under a rock, but I didn't know who he was, but I did know that he was a famous human. So I feel like the kitty and the rhino are going to be kind of in that category. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And honestly, 
whoever the kitty is, I'm glad we were introduced to them through the mass Singer because they are delightful. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, is that I, I think she's a super strong vocalist and I agree with you. I hope that we see her get revealed much later down the, down the line. Although I didn't quite get the mm-hmm. mountain of parasols, like why there was one tiny one and one big one during her performance. But overall, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, the vocals were super, super strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just want to say that I think, well, actually, you know what? Let's talk about who gets through and who's ending up in the SmackDown. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, then. Ribbit, you interest. The middle of these segues is just littered with the nonsense. Okay. Cat litter. <laughs> I, I got it. Good. Fine. Uh, okay. Um, uh, uh, my brain Hurry is just up. like exploding right now. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? You know what instead? Okay. Instead, I'm going to reference uh, lyrics from Poison songs because those no. are for some reason more the front, front of mine. Okay. All right. Though I tried not to hurt you, unfortunately, the kitty is sent to the SmackDown. Because the frog takes the win in this matchup. Did you think this was the right choice? So I initially, so when we saw what the matchups were, I was like, oh, you know what? I could see the frog taking it. I could see the frog making it to the next round. Because it goes back to what does the audience want and what's the vibe. And he is a budget Wayne Brady. That's what I thought at the beginning. And that's why he has been placed as my winner pick is because I think this is someone who can give the fun performances this week. And the vocals have been okay thus far this week. It was horrendous, but then it comes down to the kitty who has a very strong vocal performance, but doesn't really give anything else. So it was like a, who's going to win, who's going to win. So when we got the result, I was like, Oh snap. But I knew this is a dividing thing where some people aren't going to be happy with this. Like I imagine you were not happy with this. I was not happy with this. Yeah. The kitty should have won this matchup. Mm-hmm. And this was to me, it made me just feel like I, I give up. I give up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, I just, I want, I, I want the freaking night angel. I think at the moment to win this season because she's a strong vocalist. And when I see the frog win, it's just like freaking a man. Like I can't get my way. Ugh, I guess why they, that's why they say every rose has its thorn. <laughs> oh God. Sorry. I've had that song. So, okay. Update on Liana. I have watched all of rock of love season one in like three days. <laughs> Because I finish work and then I just watch Rock of Love because originally I was going to vet it for you, Puya, because we were going to watch it together. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch the first episode and just make sure it's not like, like, it's not different than what I remember when I watched it originally. It is not. It's even better. I'm so excited to watch it with you. And I couldn't help it. And I watched the whole thing. So I ended up listening to a lot of Poison and a lot of Brett Michaels. So... With the banana going home this episode, I was super devastated. I became a banana stand in like the last three days. And I was really, really sad to see the banana go. But I was very happy that the banana got to have one more performance. So, Puya, what did you think about the banana's performance here? (laughs) I wasn't done talking about the kitty and the frog. No, I'm done with them. I want to talk about Brad Michaels. Um, fine, I thought, no, no, no. Say whatever you want about the frog and the kitty, and then we'll move on. No, it's fine. 
Um, so I thought that the banana's performance was okay. There is no flipping way that the banana was actually playing the piano during this. No. There's no way. No way. But it was a great prop. I like that when the banana got up to get the singing going, he kicked the chair. That was awesome. And then ended the performance on top of the the piano. That was also great. Um, I will say, however, because of how much you had mentioned that this is going to be Brett Michaels, the minute Sharon called it in the middle of the performance, I knew it was over for Brett. I was like, banana's out. I already know because like this is an editing trick to me. Like I was like, this is very obvious what's going to happen here. That being said, I thought the performance was good. And I feel like, honestly, the banana ended up exceeding expectations, kind of solidified the reason why they were in the final seven. So good on them. But also, it was ultimately not enough for old Banana. What about you? What did you think of the Banana's performance in an unbiased manner? <laughs> oh, my God. It was amazing. It was so oh fun. It so, was the best. <laughs> no, this is, like- this is bothersome to me because <laughs> everyone remembers that in the preseason and then after the first episode of Group B, you hated Banana. You're like, Banana's the weird one. I don't like him. Banana's weird. Doesn't sound great. Not a fan. And then you watch Rock of Love over the weekend. You're like, I love the banana. I'm rooting for the banana. The banana's my winner pick. Like, what is this 180? You can't just change the your mind like that. The mark of emotional maturity is the ability to take in new information and change your mind in response to the new information. No, the new information that I took in was being reminded of how much I loved Brett Michaels on Rock yeah. of Love. The new information was taking old information and using it to reform your opinions. Yes. That's how it works. No. That's I allowed. Mean, let, how is that? Why is that not allowed? If I find out that the rhino is Steve Buscemi, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, rhino, give, take the crown. Yeah, but you're allowed like, to. No, I give you permission. The world gives you permission, Puya, to change your mind. The world gives us permission to watch this show every week. I don't understand what those two things have in common. (laughs) All I'm saying is, is I want you to I want to hear you say that you were wrong about the banana and you made the wrong call. Yeah, no, I I was wrong about the banana. I should have been rooting for the banana from the get go. One, because. LB, Limp Banana. Two, oh, uh, don't try and take that back now. Don't be like, I take it back now. I take it Don't I own it. it. I, own oh. it. I own it. That's like me calling. <laughs> I, I am taking back control of my original opinions <laughs> and the lettuce sex dolls. I take it back because you know what? Rock of Love is amazing. Okay. The family visit episode, I don't want to spoil too much, but I don't think that this spoils too much. The family visit episode is like incredibly iconic because one of the girls who's like, evil she is like super manipulative and she starts trying to manipulate this other girl and like it's in front of her parents and then the other girl like comes at at, at the manipulative one and is like you like did sexual acts with him and she's like yelling about it in front of the parents and it's amazing oh it's so good and brett michaels is there the whole time and he says diabetes like diabetes and he does it like unironically throughout the entire show Oh my god, it's so good. Also, him versus Flavor Flav. So I also watched all of Flavor of Love season one. Brett Michaels actually has like stuff to do. Like he disappears for the show because he has to go to work. Like Flavor of Love is just like, or Flavor Flav is just like hanging out. <laughs> and you are you're using these to justify that the banana's I'm, performance was I, stellar. No, no, no. I'm no, 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 no. Look, I said that his performance was stellar as an exaggeration because I knew 
I, I knew that this was coming. So what I'm saying, his performance was fine. I mean, obviously he doesn't have the vocals that he did. He's got, you know, there's some some wear and tear, which because he performs like nine months out of the year on the road. So, of course, that's going to happen. So, no. And he probably did deserve to go home, although I will cite that the rhino is hella boring. So I could have seen the rhino going home. Oh, we'll get there. I have some choice words for the rhino as well. But yeah, no, yeah. there's no way the banana's going to win. I know that. And and I knew that it was a miracle that even the banana was still here. But at least now for this one final performance, I could appreciate the potassium that the banana brought to the stage. And just, I was going to say relish, but that's not a proper condiment. Uh, and And just enjoy what his genetically modified butt had to bring before he had to split. There we go. Hey. Yeah, I did it. Kind of. K. K. All right. Get it? Because so, potassium. Yes. Very good. Now, <laughs> the judges come out and uh, the little clues in the thingy are a cat, <laughs> a, a Nashville star, like a sheriff badge because he was a get, he was a judge on the talent show Nashville star bug spray reference to poison and then the like lips tongue thing which what uh i don't remember i i haven't been saying what the judges guessed because i didn't write them down and i also kind of don't really care but we do get some correct guesses of brett michaels here which as we know from the editing and as puya you mentioned is the the nail in the coffin that brett michaels is going home here yeah everyone with the exception of ken and nicole said brett michaels and then ken said keith urban and nicole said kid rock so that is where they landed um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, this was a good send off for um, Brett Michaels. I feel like you said that I don't even know if the banana should have made it this far. I don't remember who we thought maybe could have made it out of that group instead. Was it Tom Bergeron? Yeah, but maybe. he had, but it's because the banana had a really, really strong final performance. Like, remember, it yeah. was really good. And we were like, oh, this is actually really good. Yeah, because didn't the banana stumble on their mm. second performance and forgot the words? Yes, yeah, so stuff? he forgot the words to "Achy Breaky Heart." But I watched his video interview thing, and he said that he had no playback in his ears, and he had issue- issues with his earpiece on "Achy Breaky Heart," and he also oh, had it with no. "Knocking on Heaven's Door." So for the first, but he had it the whole time with "Achy Breaky Heart" and just the first part with the "Knocking on Heaven's Door." So, uh, yeah. But also he was like, he talked about, he was like, they tried to get me to do choreo and he was really bad at it. So they just gave up trying to give him choreo, Ah. (laughs) (laughs) which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, shout out to the banana. You were a weird costume. You were goofy. Uh, You definitely were hooking up with some lettuce and were in your trailer doing the thing in the clue packages. Definitely the weirdest clue packages we've gotten in a long time. And uh, yeah, you made it to the final seven. So kudos. Which he's looking for a rehab to his image, which I say absolutely not. Please do a reboot of Rock of Love <laughs> because <laughs> I want more. Thank you. Now. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go on a safari and talk about the rhino. Puya. <laughs> what did you think about the rhino this week? I think that the rhino is the least representative of their costume. They are, there's no safari. There's no adventure. There's no, can I get a hoof hoof? There's no, you know, I'm not, you know, <laughs> horning on about him. Nothing. The, the, the rhino is the blandest contestant we've ever had. The rhino gives me nothing but meh. 
It was I. You know, the Rhino is no name brand cereal where it's like, yeah, you know what? It, it doesn't hit the same sweet spot, but uh, it'll do. Like, that's how it feels. And like, this was the most like on par, no risk. I'm just going to do this. Like, it. Th- th- so the performance at 10,000 hours, song's fine. I My favorite part of the entire thing was the smoky floor and all the clocks in the background of the, the Rhino. I appreciate that. But it was the most inoffensive performance and it was just nothing it was like it was a nothing performance i have the the fact that my most of my opinions are coming from the fact that the anger that i do not have opinions should say all it needs to say like everyone else i was like okay i like this this was good but this part was a little bit so so this i'm just speaking out of frustration for not having anything to speak about and the fact that we're rewarding someone like this a final six spot is irritating dare i say Actually, I'm not going to say that, but anyone, and there's only two of them, I would take the banana over the rhino at the final six, and I would take the kangaroo at the final six. I would take the taco at the final six. I would take the llama at the final six. Like, there is Miss Monster. Give me Miss Monster. Like, give me someone who's offering me something. This is just nothing. This is nothing. And we're going to, honestly, we're probably going to see the rhino make the final five somehow. I'm telling you, it's going to be frustrating. Yeah, I agree with you. Not about the part that he makes the final five, because like I'm just setting up my prayer circles in preparation (laughs) for this, because that's the thing. There's like nothing offensive about the rhino. No, I have no opinion. I have no opinion. He's fine, which means he's boring, which as the great Rob Sestern, you know, says there's nothing worse that you can be in reality television other than boring. Right. Like, yeah, so boring. And the song was fine. I like the song. He did a fine job. It was just boring. It was okay. It was incredibly okay. Like, very neutral. Like, just, you don't even think twice about it. You know, it's like, oh, like, when you go to any fast food joint, you know there's ketchup. He's ketchup. It's just there. Like, you know, aioli's at some of them, mustard's at some. This is ketchup. This is just ketchup, and it's there. So, catch up. Uh, I really want to make a rhino clock joke, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get it Something in. Something tells me you already have. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. I like the that Sharon actually said, I like the way you went down to the audience because all I could think is Mike Bloom's voice in my head about that just being the rhino's thing, <laughs> which I thought was really great. Classic one step down, one hand out, and then one step up yeah. and back on stage. <laughs> Classic rhino. Then we get the bag thing with the clues in it, and we get to see yes. a house, a stocking with coal in it, a Tennessee flag, and a seal with a yellow bow tie. Did you make anything mm-hmm. of these clues? So the coal in a sock, I thought they had some good, good thoughts. But also I thought, could this be someone whose name is Coal? You know, they never really address that, but it could be someone with the name Cole, but I don't know who. And then the Rhino Secrets tag, the no was in a different font or more bold than the rest of it. So it could be a New Orleans thing. I could see that being a thing. But then also there's a Tennessee flag. So is it like someone who played for like a New Orleans team, but is from Tennessee or is from Tennessee who played for a New Orleans team? I don't know. And I'm only going off of that because you said it could be an athlete. I don't necessarily see that. And then... I think the seal with a bow tie, it's got to be like some kind of seal. Like this person, like maybe the bow tie is fashionable. So they have their like, they have like the fashion seal of approval or 
They're, they've got some sort of seal of approval. We have to figure out what. The House, I don't know what it is, but it infuriates me that now there's this Property Brothers guess on the table uh. because who cares? Property Brothers, you know, I don't even... You know, no, no, thanks. No, I don't want that. Okay, um, wait, wait, wait. Inside, inside, into the property brothers. So they started showing up everywhere, like just all of a sudden. They were on TV everywhere, and they were in all the magazines. Like they were in my magazine the other day. The property brothers are everywhere, and I don't know why. And I hate them. I don't know why I hate them, but I just <laughs> hate them with a fiery passion because they just—they're everywhere. So if they could like not be everywhere and if they could not be in the mass Singer, that would be great. Although I will feel a little bit more justified because I don't like the Rhino because he's so boring. <laughs> I, I don't want it to be a property brother. I don't either. The only thing I could take away from the clues is this, the seal with the yellow bow tie. That's an arrested development reference. And I think it might not be. But when I see a seal with a yellow bow tie, all I think about is the seal that bit Buster's hand off. So <laughs> like, that's what it is. It wore a yellow bow tie and it has the taste for human flesh. And that's all I can think of. And I don't know how this person is related to Arrested Development. But you know what? It's my favorite show, Arrested Development. I care so little about the rhino. I ain't bother. Like, I just don't care. I, I just I want the rhino to be revealed next week. And I want to move on because <laughs> he's just boring. <laughs> And I think that was a big revelation to me in watching this episode was, huh, I guess I would rather have someone make it further that I do not like yes. or have a strong oh, negative man. opinion about. Like, because then at least like I'm you're making me feel something. But with the rhino, I just feel so incredibly neutral that it infuriates me. Well, and see, that's not like the same. That's why the white tiger made it so far. Oh, yeah. To bother everybody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so as far as these guesses go we had what sam hunt gary Busey slash david hasselhoff from sharon and ken we already mentioned his i don't know i don't think it's any of them but i also don't know who this could be i have no idea which is probably the most exciting thing about the rhino is that i don't know who you are right and even then it's like meh, whatever I don't really yeah. care. Well, he does end up winning here, and the banana is sent to the SmackDown. Did you think that that was mm -hmm. the right decision? No. <laughs> no, honestly, you know, no lies. It was. No cap. Because it was incredibly inoffensive. And, like, when you are not making any waves, you'll get through. Whereas, like, even if 20% of the audience is feeling some type of negative way. Those are votes you will lose. So the rhino is the, the easy one. The rhino is elevator music. Whereas like the banana is heavy metal. You know, not everyone's into heavy metal, but the ones that are into heavy metal really love heavy metal. But like elevator music, everyone is exposed to it. So it's just there, right? So it made sense. It made sense as much as I didn't want it to happen. That's what happened. Just like slow hands. <laughs> incredible great song when you're at the gas station so good. 10 out of 10 so good <laughs> the smackdown is next and like we talked about we have kitty versus the banana the kitty sang sia's unstoppable and the banana sang brick house by the commodores did mm -hmm. you uh what do you think of these performances and uh, of course kitty deserved to win <laughs> Yeah, without a doubt, Kitty had to win. And not just because I think the Kitty's strong, but also in this performance, if we're going to only look at the SmackDown, she brought it. And I thought the banana did his thing, though. I, I felt very bad for the banana by the end because I was like, oh, bananas actually won me over at this point. Like, I thought the banana did really well. So 
kudos to the banana for trying. Obviously, when you go against a powerhouse like Kitty, you're probably going to come up short. And it's unfortunate. But also, I think that there wasn't the banana wasn't going to make it any much further anyway. So mm-hmm. if Rhino went out here instead of banana, banana would have been out next week. So it didn't change all that much, ultimately, except for give me a newfound appreciation for the banana. Yeah, I I co-sign your feelings here. The only the only thing I think of when I think of the song Brick House by the Commodores is one time I was taking a road trip to visit my sister and I brought my Walkman with me, but I left all the music at home and the only music that I could listen to was this like funk mix. And it had Brick House by the Commodores on it. And it was like the only semi-decent song on the entire mix. And I listened to Brick House by the Commodores on loop for the entire like hour and a half drive up to Fort Collins. So. Oh, my God. That's my story. (laughs) Well, we get the final. Yeah. You have a question about this? I don't. You can proceed. We get the final guesses here. Brad Paisley is Ken's guess, I think. And then everybody else guessed Brett Michaels, which at this point, I mean, Sharon knows it's Brett Michaels. So, like, we've been new. It's going to be Brett Michaels. Yes. And how did you feel when you finally saw his face? Oh, my God. It was so exciting. I was like, rock of love, rock of love. We need it back. Okay. It was, I don't, I mean, it was great. Okay. He was great as the central, like, okay, Flava Flav is good in his own right, but, like, Brad Michaels is a little bit more, he knows it's a joke, and he's, like, in on the joke, and the girls that they cast were so good on that season. Although, of course, Flavor Love also. Anyway, whatever. Look, I was happy to see Brett Michaels. I was happy that he was able to perform his little banana heart out. And I was hoping he would say diabetes one more time. But you know what? Like, I enjoyed it. And I love that he grabbed the banana. He was like, banana fans are the best. And he pulled up the fans on the stage. And he, of course, is performing for his stadium solo tour at the same time he's doing this. Like, the man is unstoppable. Much like Sia. My favorite part, I, that was very nice. My favorite part of all this is the way you chanted Rock of Love reminds me of when a kid watches a movie and now thinks of the main actor or actress as that movie as their name. So if someone met Daniel Radcliffe, like, oh, Harry Potter is like, no, that's not my name. Or they see, you know, the new adaptation of Jumanji and the rocks in it. They see the rocks like, oh, it's Jumanji. That's what I felt when you were chanting Rock of Love. Okay, let me be clear. I like Brett Michaels. But I'm Do a Rock you? of Love fan. I'm not necessarily okay. a Brett Michaels fan inherently. I am a fan of him on Rock of Love because I love Rock of Love. But like gotcha. Poison is not my favorite band. Like I can probably name uh, uh, Every Rose Has a Thorn and the one about the good time. Uh, nothing but a good time. And I think that's where it ends at the number of Poison songs that I can name. I mean, there are no... Niall Horan, I guess. I think the only song I can name by him is Slow Hands. So, like, I yes. know more Poison songs. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes. So, unfortunately, we lose the, the banana here. Brett Michaels gets sent home. But according to his interview, he had this is one of the best times of his life, um, which I would cite Rock of Love was the best time of his life. But that's <laughs> that's just one woman's opinion. <laughs> And um, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. We also uh, had the 
after show, which we, I mean, I didn't watch. Did you watch it? No. So we came up short in finding the after show, a link to watch it later. I think given the fact that it wasn't really announced proper, a lot of the uh, third party sites that I try and find links to did not have it. So I got shout out to Tim Westine, who hooked me up with some commentary and some comments on what went down so that I'd have an idea to share with here. So it would look like this after show, obviously this is going on during the quarantine is when this idea has come together because Nick Cannon is hosting, but he also looks like, you know, it's like a virtual background where he's saying like it's all a green screen stage and all the guests coming on are coming on via zoom. So that's what you want to know. He did mention one interesting thing was that the audience quote unquote, what they've done is they've got a virtual audience. So it's a hundred people that have showed up on their own video cameras to simulate an audience. So it's just one wall with like 80 people on it that are on a zoom call kind of thing. So that's that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. And then also they had pugs dressed up in all the costumes. Oh, so that's because that's from someone's Instagram account. Like the people on that run the Instagram account have been dressing up their pugs for a while now. And the show Ah. is now just capitalizing on that. So I hope that they're paying the Instagram people. I mean, are they paying the amazing creator of the monster plushie? I think not. man. Yeah. (laughs) And then so the other thing um, that was said from Tim was that they also have a hospital doctor, Dr. Elvis, sing Stand By Me to eulogize Brett Michaels. What? Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could have watched that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure the clips will circulate and pop up at some point. I hope. But I definitely will want to check that out next week because from the sounds of it, it's kooky and ridiculous. And given the fact that we're going to get to a point now where we're going to have very little performance left to talk about, that's going to be fun to pull some stuff from there and discuss some stuff from there. So we'll try and keep an eye out for that next week for sure. Don't need nothing but a good time. Am I right? (laughs) you're right that's right one of two okay and then one last thing that i would like to bring to the table uh-huh. so in uh, front of the podcast alicia was actually in attendance for this episode and obviously i think there was one question on all of our minds and i asked immediately how did the frogs sound and everything come off in person how did his performance come off in person because i thought it felt weak and she mentioned that she personally thought the frog sounded great and voted for him And then mentioned, confess that she's a little bit biased because she likes the upbeat, fun performances, Mm -hmm. but that the studio vibe was electric during his performance, which it did feel that way in the second time watching. Like the the first watch, I was like, this is awful. But second watch, if I got over the fact that it felt like I couldn't hear the frog and the lyrics are not great for a song, everything else was good. The dancing was a lot better than I thought it was the first time around. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I also asked if... um, there's anything she can share with us about how the experience was and what she thought of the judges in person and stuff that we wouldn't see. Basically, um, she mentioned that the judges and Nick didn't really interact with the audience a lot at all in between performances. And they had to redo a lot of the jokes um, here and there because the wording would have to change so that they would land better. So that's the thing that happened. And um, at one point there was a power outage. So they had a face-off in the crowd between two audience members. Uh. So <laughs> that's the thing that happened. 
uh, obviously, you know, this other stuff we've heard about, you know, lots of faking for the audience because they don't really actually see what happens and they got to like do be more excited and shocked for the camera and stuff. And they did a lot of hand gestures. She said that they were in the taping for six hours and they waited two hours just to get it. So that's an eight hour commitment mm-hmm. to get to watch this mass Singer thing up close. And one thing that I did not know about that I was very excited to find out is. So when they show the audience voting to us, right, we it looks like they're using their phones. I thought there was some kind of app they have, but it's an old school letter pad where they have to choose between A or B. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. They're like the little clicker things that they start yeah, using like in school. from class. Yeah, someone yeah. reported that to us. I, sorry, I don't remember. Yeah. Who, so, yeah, I should have paid attention to see if like we can tell because I've always just been like, oh, it's, it's smartphones. <laughs> Yeah, um, like, of course they're gonna have yeah. their phones in there. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, and then you know the other stuff we've heard, which is basically only about ten percent of the audience really gets to see the 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 mask off, but then everyone's signing the NDAs and they have to give all their social media handles so that that could be checked on frequently and stuff. So ultimately, it sounds like it was fun, but also it's a very taxing time. So I feel like. It, Gotta go once for the experience, at least, right? At least one. Yeah, time. after we see Judge Jerry, we'll go to Mass Singer. Judge Jerry, Poo Poo Platter, Mass Singer. What else is on this weird bucket list road trip thing? Yeah, we've got this is going like on? our version of Roadside America. Like, what are all the weird things yeah. that we have to do now that you're? Oh, we should go to a poison show. I'm sure there's some sort of weird, like Brett Michaels poison museum somewhere. I feel like there is definitely a chance that we can find that bar that. Gronkowski is going to perform in as the White Tiger, and the banana will be there. Mm, no, <laughs> we're going. That sounds terrible. The only poison I know, museum I, mean, I can find at the moment is one about like actual poison, like not the band. I don't want to go there. That seems scary. Well, yeah, we're not going to go there. I want to go to the band museum. I don't want to go there. It sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe if they come play at Foxwoods, like we'll go see them when uh, this whole thing blows over. All right. Well, before we get out of here, let's answer a few more questions. Uh, Felipe wants to know what is the guy who played Abed doing? <laughs> Y'all talked about community last week, and I feel like he's perfect for the show. Dan, good old Danny boy. Um, I don't, I haven't seen him in anything else, and I know he's like, but I know he's also not vanished. I know he's been doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but I think obviously we can't get my boy Troy. We can't get Donald Glover because he's, let's face it, he's too big for this show. He, he shouldn't be on the show. So getting Danny would be sick, given that also Joel and Yvette have both been guest judges. Um, he would be the one that comes out of left field. So I would love to see that. What do you think Abed's or Danny, because he is a real person, what do you think his character should be? Ooh, the pencil. Because Abed's <laughs> the like pen- hella skinny. Well, like the H, the H two. No, what? What's the? I forgot my pencils. What shade? What's the regular one? Is like H B. Yeah, yeah. I'm a pen the H B. I'm not a pencil guy. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking? V V five V seven? <laughs> no, it's H. It's H one, H two, H three. Oh God. Uh. So a pencil. All right. So a pencil. What else? Okay. What else could Abed be? I could see. Try an Abed in the morning. Okay. I, I think the pencil's fine. I'm fine with the pencil. Okay. 
It's like I'm ready to sharpen up the 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 skills. Mm. <laughs> I'm ready to erase the competition. <laughs> um, uh, wouldn't you like to know what I have up my sleeve? Yeah, great. So, Toya, Still, when it comes to the competition, I'm gonna leave them in their tracks. Call them stationary. Okay, so Toy asks, do you think Gronk's appearance on The Masked Singer has anything to do with him returning to football and not wanting that to be the last thing people remembered him for? Can you imagine if Rob Gronkowski came back to football because he was like, that was so incredibly embarrassing. I ha- I have to go back and play. Like, it has nothing to do with Brady. Like, sure, I'll play with Brady. But, like, I, I have to do something other than The well, Masked Singer. Okay, so I don't know enough about football. Um, to know exactly why, but no, he went out of his way. He wanted to play with Brady. So that's why they traded him. They didn't trade him. And then he happens to be with Brady. He forced that move. He wanted that move. Um, but also it wouldn't have been technically the last thing he's remembered for because since his stint on the mass singer, he's gone on to win a wrestling belt and kind of become a wrestler and host WrestleMania. So that would have been the last thing. So, Ultimately, I think Gronk just needs the spotlight. I think that's what I've learned from this experience of this. First of all, not just from this experience, but also, um, you know, a little thing known as five years ago on Big Brother six, no, 17, four years ago, he was hosting. He took over Big Brother and had a, a party cruise that McMally got to go to. So um, he just wants the spotlight. He doesn't care what screen it's on. We're going to see. Sharknado 69, Gronk is going to be there. Put it in pencil, and I don't mean Danny. Fun fact, Brett Michaels was in Sharknado 5, Global Swarming. Are you just now a walking, talking (laughs) Brett Michaels factoid machine? I've used all my mental energy, the little that I have left during quarantine, to memorize everything I know about Brett Michaels. (laughs) It's a very appropriate week for you to be hosting, given that I know nothing about Brett Michaels and you seem to know everything. Well, you will learn everything about Brett Michaels as Edmo asks, are you ready for Rock of Love now? No. Yes. (laughs) I'm not. You promised we watched Flavor of Love this weekend. I, I, I agreed and I will hold up my end of the agreement. Though <laughs> when I said I'm not ready, it wasn't to say I'm not watching. It's to say that I don't think I'm ready for what seems to be the most amazing TV moment of all time is how you're advertising. Oh, my it God. Me. Episode one of Rock of Love was like it was better than I remember. Like, don't. Oh, my God. OK. Remember this phrase. Booyah. Don't threaten me with a good time. OK. You'll you'll know it when we get there, because first we're going to do Flavor of Love. <laughs> Season one first. Then I think we do Rock of Love season one first. And then we'll figure out where we're going to go from there. You can't. You're like giving me all the catchphrases before I even watch it. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) Yeah, but you're going to know. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, that's enough of Mass Singer. And that's enough of Rock of Love and Flavor of Love for now. Booyah, what are you up to? And how can people find you on social media? You can find me on all major platforms at Puyaism. I've had a pretty busy week over here. I was on a Too Hot to Handle wrap up with Kirsten McInnes and Ali Lasher talking episode three and four. And I will be also featuring on the finale roundtable of Too Hot to Handle with Kirsten, Rob and Haley Strong. 
Uh, it's going to be a fun time. There's been a very bizarre show to talk about. It's been a nice break from other shows. And of course, I will be right back here with you, Liana, next week to talk more about The Masked Singer. What are you up to this week? Well, you first of all, you can find me on social media at Liana RHAP. I am podcasting about Survivor Season 40 with RHAP B&B. Mike Bloom and I are having guest Aaron Jackson, who's a fantastic comedian, on with us to talk about everything from this Tony-centric episode of Survivor. I'm also podcasting about RuPaul's Drag Race with Brent Walgamont and Amon Adwin. And yeah, Puya, like you mentioned, we are talking Mass Singer. and I. I'm excited now to have the entire group back together. Like I'm really looking forward Same. to it. Battle of the Sixes. Battle of the Sixes. That's right. So actually, yeah, let's let's do this, okay? Let's let's have some fun predictions because I enjoy doing that. Um so who do you think is gonna have the best performance next week? Night Angel. Okay. I'm gonna go with Or Turtle. The Turtle. I call no, Turtle. I took the Turtle. No, it's I call Turtle and Night Angel. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I can. I'm the host. I can do whatever I want. What are you, five? <laughs> no, you're five. <laughs> no, what? Nice. Great retort. Huff, huff. Retort. What did you say? What was the rhino's catchphrase that you came up with? Raise the hoof. Raise the hoof. Huff, huff. Raise the hoof. Oh, can I get a hoof? Can hoof? I get a hoof, hoof? Yes. That's, that makes way more sense. I don't know. Oh, was he huffing glue? Can I get a hoof, hoof? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you think Turtles can have the best performance, as do I. Of yeah, course. and then who do you think is going? Rhino. Okay, so you call Rhino. I was hoping you would, so I wouldn't just make the same pick. I because I want to go off the book. I don't want to go with the the conventional. Who's left at that okay, point? We have Kitty. Kitty. Yes. Yeah, so Turtle, Frog, Kitty, Astronaut, Night Angel, and Rhino. Turtle, Kitty, Astronaut, Night Angel. And frog. Yeah. Astronaut. Let's say astronaut goes. Hunter Hayes is shooketh. Shooketh. He yeah. was at I mean, risk. Was at risk. And like, honestly, if, if um, that, we've seen the astronaut come through and be like nervous. So on the night, if the performance doesn't hit, the performance doesn't hit. So I don't know what their elimination process is going to be. If we're just going to be like, this is the bottom two and this is the eliminated person. Or if we're going to have a SmackDown again. Mm. I don't know if we know how that's going to be formatted. I think we're probably just going to get the six performances and then that's it. Makes sense. It's only going to be an hour show anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think those are good. It'll be fun to go back and see that go down. Liana, you killed it today hosting this shindig. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I take it all back. (laughs) Please don't make me do this again. Fine. Are you... Are you, wait, are you saying that I'm the captain now? Ugh. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Shut up. No, fine. Whatever. Just go back to watching your, what is the Ghana, Ghana funeral memes? Hey, that meme is dank. Don't even bring that into oh, this. Dank. I've had a lot of fun is with that. Is it dank? I've, is it yes. lit? No cap. Don't want smoke. Lit. Dank. <sighs> You are the worst. You're literally <laughs> okay, the worst. Leave us rating, please, or please don't leave us rating. And <laughs> and leave us rating and re- uh, on iTunes and uh, check out our stuff. Yeah, we're cool. Okay, we'll uh, unmask you, you can, at your next stay. That's the that's like half B and B, half mass singer. Allow me to allow okay. me to interject. Uh, how do I end the Drag Race podcasts? So, if you would like to leave a rating and review. 
of the podcast, please go to robaswebsite.com slash mass singer, one word, and let us know what you thought and uh, how you're feeling about this coverage that you've been getting. You've all been leopards. Thank you so much. You can find Liana at the B&B for your next stay, but we will unmask you on the mass singer wrap up next week. Take care. And remember, Liana wants you all to watch. Rock Rock of of love. love. Flavor of love. Rock of love. Bye-bye. Can I get a hoof hoof?